and welcome back to another episode of Video Nerds, or let's just do it this way. Video Nerds. I'm the man nerd, and I'm joined by... Steven Shred. <laughs> Steven Shred. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he going to say my name? <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'm saying it. <laughs> All right. So this one, this one, I'm going to let you introduce this movie because you're a big fan of the franchise, I would say. Ha ha. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to be deep diving a bit on uh, Scream 6. And this is a sequel to the requel, which they make very, very obvious because they even say it in the movie. So, so, uh, <laughs> so as they usually do, they, uh, you know, had the last movie just be called Scream, which seems to be, you know, the thing to do these days. You uh, have your sequel attached to the original. You ignore some things, which in this case, it didn't ignore any of the other s- sequels, which was pretty cool but uh then you just name your sequel reboot thing the same name as the original so this is a sequel to scream the uh i believe 2021 movie 22 22 damn yeah didn't take a year between them it's following uh same characters everything from the last movies uh tara and sam the events that happened in the previous movie this is a year later, which is funny because I, I guess the movies came out a year later. Yeah, so that totally to makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like years ago. And then, you know, I was re-watching some of these. Did you know that the the one before the requel, Scream 4, that was 2011? Jesus. Isn't that crazy? I remember seeing the commercials to it. I didn't think it was that long ago, though. That's insane. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> when I was re-watching, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> That I remember that one, that was one of the only Scream movies where I actually completely got, got thrown for a loop on who the killer was. Really? Even the first one? Uh, the first one, uh, I mean, they, they pointed it out so many times. I didn't think that there was two killers. I thought, like, you know, some, some weird was going down. I, I don't know, like... <laughs> When, when you get a, a vibe for the bad guy, uh-huh. sometimes you're just like, ah, well, we'll see. When you rewatch it, it's funny because it's like, yeah, they're totally giving off those vibes. Shit. Holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. But talking about Scream 6 today, so the last movie, uh, Tara gets attacked at the beginning. Tara, Tara, for some reason I forgot how they say it. I think it's just Tara, right? Tara, yeah. 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 I, I don't know why I got all weird with that. <laughs> so Let's just she call got... her Tara for now. <laughs> So she gets attacked in the beginning of the movie, in the last movie, uh, which causes her sister Sam, who has been uh, disconnected from the family, to come back. Uh, turns out she is the original killer's from uh, original killer's daughter from the very first Scream film. So she has this kind of hallucination ghost dad thing that gives her the urge to kill which is yeah it's very strange because supernatural stuff has never really been a part of it but this feels very supernatural it doesn't feel like a mental thing because she didn't know her dad at all she never met him like she never met him but she's seen him in this basically the same from photos that she's seen before so it might be a mental thing 
very well Could might be. be. That's what I get out of it. Maybe she's just building a persona of her dad out of the media coverage that they've that she's seen of him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got. But uh, yeah, so she comes back. Killer goes through all of Tara's friends and a bunch of uh, you know characters that we've known from the franchise. And it turns out that it's one of Tara's friends, and it is Sam's boyfriend. Because always, just like Saw, everyone is somehow connected to everything. And in one way know, or another, yep. <laughs> yeah. So now we're at and that's Scream why we six. come back. You yeah. even said it yourself. You want to see how they make this happen. Yeah, yeah. So Scream Six. We're a year later. We're in a completely different place. Sisters are, uh, you know, Sam's being very protective of her younger sister, and uh, people start getting killed again with the ghost face mask. <laughs> of course. Okay. Before we get into the whole review, we got to do a no spoilers movie review. So I'd say on this one for me, I rewatched four, five, and six. So this one, it's definitely a lot more brutal. Uh, there are things that happen that didn't really happen before, and it, it definitely gives it the feel of they're not really safe anywhere, which shows in the movie. I'd say it for an overall Scream movie, it was it was decent. I think the actors were, were pretty good. Of course, I like Tara the best because Jenna Ortega, come on. <laughs> and Chad actually kind of grew on me in the last movie. Not so much. This one, I kind of like it. I'd say, man, as for a Scream movie, the the ending, didn't like it. I felt like there's definitely been better. But, uh, you know, it keeps you going. Keeps you going. It was a pretty decent movie. I'm going to save my full review rating until the end. So, what do you think? I would say I was expecting a little more. I thought the change of setting... And the idea that, you know, we're dealing with a whole new cast, kind of. Like, you know, they're carrying the movie as opposed to the old cast. That it was going to be a change of pace, but I did appreciate the gore. I did appreciate the bigger world and the bigger, like, uh, well, like the bigger selection of possible killers. Because at the end of the day, all of these movies are a whodunit. Oh, yeah. And this one definitely felt more menacing because it felt like it wasn't like random acts of violence. It felt like they were being chased and stalked the entire movie. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it I, I liked it, but I did expect more than the classic whodunit. Not going to give any spoilers, of course, but... Well, not yet. <laughs> I, I, I'll say I, I just expect a little more. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. So now we're to that time, man. We're to that time. You know what I'm going to do. Let's do it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I don't know about you, but I had that up so loud. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have seasonal allergies going on pretty hard, so it covered a few of my sniffles, so I'm fine with it. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> okay. So... Let's just jump into this right in the beginning, man. It kind of threw me for a loop right at the beginning. Because, you know, going into this, I was like, yeah, they're definitely going to do stuff different. And when they actually freaking went through a kill scene about this professor, hot professor, getting <laughs> ready for a date, trying to meet somebody online, basically, and then going outside, being lured into an alley, and then killed, and then revealing the killer's face right off the bat. How did that make you feel? I was like, huh, 
Are they going to do it this way for the whole movie? What the hell? Yeah, I was super confused, but I what I got super hopeful. So, all right, quick quick little tangent. So, okay. there's a series called The Following. So, The Following uh, stars Kevin Bacon. He is a detective, and the whole thing is that his big case was a serial killer, and he put he locked up serial killer. Serial killer gets out. Well, they escape, and then they finally murder the person that Kevin Bacon was so proud that he protected from them. And it turns out they have this huge cult following all over the place, and all of these people have, like, injected themselves into the lives of the enemies of the serial killer, and they're causing chaos everywhere because it's a cult following, the idea of, like, murder and all this stuff. Like, So there's people all over the place. You don't know who's in on it. You don't know... You know, your neighbor is part of the cult and they moved in three years ago because they were ordered to. That was supposed to be Scream 3. They didn't take it, so they did something else for Scream 3. And the original script for Scream 3, or the uh, original pitch, turned into the show the following. Oh, that would have been so good. So when I saw that beginning part and I saw it unmasking immediately, and then he's talking to somebody else that is talking about, you know, like, they wanted to know the feeling and all that stuff. I thought we were getting that storyline. I thought we were getting the Ghostface cult where we were going to get mass killings all over the place in the name of Ghostface, in the name of uh, the original killers. But uh, we didn't get that. <laughs> nope. We That killed my hype a little did not. bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I also thought the actor pick was funny because all I could ever think of is him and Spider-Man calling uh, Peter Parker Penis Parker. <laughs> Crappy Flash Gordon. Or not Flash Gordon, Flash Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. as soon as I saw him, I was just like, the hell, what are you doing here? And then I always feel, I, I, always, I knew it was coming though because anytime Samara Weaving is in something and she's not the main character, she dies. Yeah, damn it. Oh, well. Every time. <laughs> every time I see her pop up as a random side character, I'm like, oh, she's dead. She even gets killed in uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. She pops up in there, like, randomly. I'm like, hey, that's Samara Weaving. I'm like, oh, no, she's dead. I forgot about that. <laughs> that definitely threw me for a loop. I was excited because I was like, are we finally getting it? And uh, then they end up just victims that it, it immediately alerts you know, uh, the sisters and everybody involved that it's going to be going down. And you know what I thought about that whole intro thing? I thought they were going to do like a Dexter twist, like the killer kills killers only. I thought that too, but then it started to all kick off and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're getting the cult. I'm like, no, we're not. Yeah. We're getting a revenge killer. No, we're not. <laughs> a lot of confusion. And then it was just like, oh, no, this is just a scream movie. <laughs> they're basically they're in New York now. Tara is going to college with her friends, the twins from the last one, which was it? It was Mindy and Chad. Yeah, Mindy and Chad, who are relatives of Randy, and everybody knows Randy. He was the he was the video store nerd that talked about the rules in the first one, the rules of a horror movie. And Mindy plays the exact same character. <laughs> exact same character. They're in college. Tara's having a hard time. She's avoiding her feelings, of course. And Sam, damn, there's this conspiracy theory online that's saying that she was the mastermind behind the last killings, that she set up Richie, her boyfriend, and Amber, 
Richie and Amber set up Richie and Amber to take the fall and she orchestrated the whole thing so everybody she's like famous famous for being a psycho and everybody just hates her that was kind of a shock as well because basically Richie's whole thing his whole movie actually kind of happened and you find out why later why this happened I was not sure of how things were gonna go because once they once they showed that I I was even thinking like maybe maybe this is real maybe this is the thing it thing things started going like I got so many wires crossed and all these ideas flowing but then as we progressively get into it it makes it very clear that she's not the killer so it's like th these ideas just kind of started going everywhere and then they just started getting killed one by one. <laughs> oh yeah now the first time that the killer shows up after they call Sam on the street when uh, Sam and Tara are walking to the police station to be interviewed I noticed something watching it the second time you hear the killer's voice he like grunts and then I forget wh exactly what he says when he's pushed onto some bikes but it is clear who it is it is so clear <laughs> it's just a split second but you don't notice it the first time <laughs> I wonder if you if did you catch that I actually did not yeah I was like but, what uh, the hell <laughs> That makes sense that they would throw something in there. Oh, yeah. And then the convenience store. Man, that really got me. Just how they thought they were safe in public. There was a bunch of people in there. And then he just starts rampaging. That was yeah. that was nuts. The, it, that scene annoyed me so much. Did it? <laughs> because why did he say, hey, he has a shotgun pointed at the back of the, the ghost face's head. And instead of just pulling the trigger, he goes, hey, and then he turns and he gets stabbed. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> he could have taken him out, but you know how that is. They never yeah, do that. They literally do that like 50 <laughs> times in the movie. Every time somebody has a clear shot or they got the jump on them, there's, hey, like what? Bam, get stabbed. <laughs> it's like, stop. Stop giving it away. That was even like how Dewey died in the last one. Like he could have done it. And then he's like, okay, let's go. And then he's like, wait. I need to shoot him in the head. And then he gets killed. Yeah, it's like, it's dude, like, you're you could have done it you before. Could, <laughs> you could do it from where you're standing right now. <laughs> you don't need to be that close to hit someone in the head. Like, especially with a gun like that in a hallway like that. And they're just sitting there like, I'm, I'm sure you could hit him. <laughs> just stay where you are. Or at least pepper the whole body with bullets. <laughs> yeah. God, there, there's so many parts where I'm just like, why? It's like, I understand horror movie logic, but it's like, why? Like, just put them in scenarios where it isn't so painfully obvious that they made a mistake. <laughs> Give us one, like, one time where it's just like, oh, this was an unavoidable situation. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a question. All right. Did you, in this movie, I got a feeling that the number of killers was going to be different than all the rest, basically. Because they always keep the two killers, pretty much, except one movie. I guessed and because it just felt that way from from the way they were being attacked did you get that feeling from it i actually did not i for some weird reason maybe because i didn't think that deeply i thought it might just be one person oh damn yeah i i think it was because i was looking at every situation as like they could just be possibly being stalked by one person but after the fact i'm like yeah it makes sense there's too many things going on at one time and there's too many like traps set for it to yeah. just be one person so it's almost like they're always they're, a step ahead 
Yeah, it's Always. like they're wrangling them in. It's like, okay, this person's gonna chase. This person's already here. And if they escape, this person's over here. So it's like, it made sense after the fact, but like while I was watching, I was like, huh. I thought they were just switching masks, which is a big part of it. Uh, the masks from all of the previous movies were brought in on this movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool, especially the older masks that you see the killers wearing. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it's all cracked and old and shit. Lots of chasing, lots of people dying. Now the core group, of course, gets attacked. And for some weird reason, I'm just going to jump to it. They, the core group just survives. Not everybody in the core group always survives, so that's kind of strange. I do have a viewpoint on Tara and Chad, though. Hmm. If you notice, Tara in the last one, she got fatally stabbed like seven times in the beginning. <laughs> and then she got injured again later. She had a broken leg like the whole movie. And Chad got fatally stabbed in the stomach, but survived. So those two survive getting brutally stabbed. The same thing happens in this movie. And at the end, what the heck was with Tara getting full-blown fatally stabbed in the stomach? And then at the end, walking away with a sling. That messes with my head. <laughs> like Chad was taken away by an ambulance kind of like Dewey was, but she just walked away with her sister. And I've watched it four times, fatally stabbed all the way to the hilt in the stomach. It's confusing. You know what yeah. was the weird thing to me, though? Like, uh, uh, we haven't really talked about it. So uh, how do you say her name? Hayden Panettiere? Oh, is it uh, Kirby? Yeah. So she was yeah. brought back in this movie. And so she works for the FBI now, all of this so she's helping with the investigation because she's like, you know, directly connected to all that. And uh, at one point, she gets stabbed in the stomach. Yep. Again, the and same Sam spot. And Sam just rips the knife out and just like, I got to use this. I'm like, what? You're never supposed to do that. I know. <laughs> I was just like, what? And then after she's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, don't don't worry about me. I'm just like, what? Like, and what's with all the twisting out? of the knife inside the body? There's so much of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt bad for uh, for uh, Mindy's girlfriend in it. She just oh, gets yeah. really messed up. And it just makes it worse because there's, uh, like, that scene in particular, they're in, the, they're in their apartment. The four core members are, you know, they're there at the table. They're having dinner. Mindy's girlfriend's there. And for some weird reason, they are perfectly fine with their roommate being in the room with a guy with the door closed in the middle of all this. So I was like, for one, why? And then two, so Ghostface attacks, as he does. And the, uh, oh, they notice all the, uh, anything they could be used as a weapon is gone from the kitchen. And they pick up the uh, knife block, which if you ever picked up a knife block, they're very heavy heavy as shit yeah and she smashes Ghostface in the face with it and he drops why not double tap start smashing his head in what's he gonna exactly. do he's on the floor already there's four people with you hold him down they're not strong <laughs> like they're not superhuman just hold him down start smashing his face in what about this the killers are revealed later and of course they were one of the people revealed in the movie that have been around the whole time why the hell weren't their faces all screwed up all the times they got hit. Yeah. <laughs> that would honestly be my biggest thing. It's like, um, I don't know if you remember the movie. I forgot what it is. It, 
what's the movie called is it silver bullet the werewolf one Stephen yeah King? and the uh -huh. whole reason they're able to tell who the werewolf was was because they shot a firework in his eye so they'd be wearing an eye patch yep that is the whole tell why are they not marking ghost faces like yo, I, I stabbed him in the hand to look for somebody with a hand with a uh, hand wrap yeah they even did that in the last one in scream chad was was like uh put to the front of the suspect list for, list for a second when they're all outside chatting in front of the high school because he had a bunch of bruises and they're like yeah oh i heard uh i heard tara really fought back what are those from it's from football practice so they even kind of brought that up in that one but this one no not at all and he got yeah. hit in the face with a freaking knife block damn yeah, then not to mention all of the like million things that they've been hit with. Like, you know, they're getting hit the convenience store part. They get hit during mm -hmm. that. You know, throughout the movie, you know, there's like uh there's these huge chases where they fall over, they're getting hit with other things, they're distracting them. They have this huge fight with um uh what's her name in the movie? Gail. Oh yeah. Gail fought back pretty good. The dumbest uh, the dumbest thing again in that one, the gun gets knocked out of her hand. Mm -hmm. It turns into this big fight. Why does she? Why is the weapon that she goes for the killer's knife? You literally have a gun laying like a few feet behind you. I was like, man, why isn't she going for that gun? Because she always did before in the other ones when she went down. She went for the fucking gun. Yeah, and it's like the gun's nowhere near them, so you have no reason to get close. And even if they are wearing a bulletproof vest, just shoot through the mask. Yeah, it's not bulletproof. Shoot their legs. They can't run after you anymore. Yeah, that. that that was another one of those things that just made me mad. I'm like, why are you doing this? This isn't like some ritualistic sacrifice. Like, just back up, get the gun, bam, dead. <laughs> yeah, but these are the kind of things that they do on purpose so we can talk about. Because yeah. it's the scream horror movie tropes that they always bring up constantly. Okay, what about <laughs> that Ghostface Museum scene? That kind of got me. I thought that was pretty cool, but then at the same time, the thing that always throws me in these movies, why are these the two killers that are idolized to the point where this is like a normal thing that pops up in the movies? Yeah, people are so into it. Like, they're really showing that fandom can be really toxic. Even though <laughs> in the last one, it was Richie, he was talking about how fandom's not toxic while he's talking about his at the end how he became a killer and how he yeah. wanted to save the uh the movie franchise yeah it, it's so confusing to me like how like i'm sure there are people out there in the world that you know idolize serial killers to to that extent and everything but it's like for it to be so common that it pops up in every single movie people who idolize the killers and people who are directly connected to the killings it is always just so insane to me and then it's like to go from that to just like random people just being like yeah i can murder a bunch of people randomly you know no big deal and it's just so weird to me <laughs> like i don't know if you want to get to the the big reveal just yet but that that's a point that i have with that <laughs> yeah we can totally get to the big re reveal because that kind of leads into that uh, that museum where they go into this old abandoned movie theater and there's all the costumes uh without the masks of course of all the old killers the old weapons uh clothes from some of the victims all sorts of things the uh telephone from what which one the first one i think it's all burnt up yeah but all sorts of stuff in there all evidence in murders 
<laughs> Which they even bring up. Yeah. And you find out because one of the killers, go for it. Do the reveal. He is the cop. He is the father of Sam's... And uh, Does Tara live there too? Uh, yeah, Tara, Tara lives, Tara, Sam, and the roommate. Okay, yeah, that, that part confused me because I was like... Yeah, it never shows her room. <laughs> it never shows her room and it never shows her distinctly coming back for anything. So it, it was just confusing to me. But yeah, so it's their roommate. Uh, their roommate's dad is a cop, which they talk about a lot because she says that he's overprotective and all this and he transferred over to NYPD just to be near her. After her brother's death. Yep. And uh, yeah, so her dad is a cop and that's how he got his hands on a lot of the uh, evidence. And then the uh, owner of the theater or the theater was for, you want to give the big reveal? Oh, go for it. For Richie from the last movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. For him because he was such a good big fan. His family just wanted to make this for him. Oh, man. And not to mention the third killer. The third killer. Chad's <laughs> roommate. The brother of Richie. And the brother of Quinn. Yeah, so the killers were Richie's entire family. An entire family turned murders. That was, like, my biggest thing. Like, how do you convince your entire family to just murder people? I don't understand. Like... <laughs> Because that means the entire family, including Richie and excluding the mom, like, obviously, but all of them are murderers. All of them. Like, how? So weird. So basically, they concocted this whole plan after uh, seeing the state that Richie was left in because Sam went ham on him in the last movie. And oh, yeah. uh, they all injected themselves into the lives of the survivors and... We just go from there, and they just start murdering. And it turns out that Quinn is the one that spreaded the whole theory of Sam being the real killer. Which was kind of brilliant, actually. Yeah, it's funny because she was talking about, like, you know how easy it was? And I'm like, I was thinking about it, I was like, probably was, it would probably be extremely easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got through that whole thing. Now, what about the whole Sam still being haunted by her father's, like, hallucination do you think they're trying to make her into a dexter type later on it could be like um i kind of got a little feeling of that because she definitely has like an extreme urge to kill and they make it like a uh like almost like her dad's like murderous spirit possessing her but it, it's so weird like i can't tell exactly what angle it's supposed to be coming from but she definitely has an urge to kill. And when she can kill, she definitely takes the uh, opportunity, which way more than Sydney me even ever more. did. <laughs> way yeah, it, confu more. it confuses me even more because it's like, okay, you have this massive urge to kill. Why not double tap these people when they're on the floor? Just do it. They're right there. Well, she's never really actually been the one to not do that. Like Richie, she stabbed him 22 times and slit his throat. Well, I mean, like, uh, like when she knocks him over with a knife block, when they're oh, yeah. in the street and Ghostface pulls up on him and she pushes him over. It's like, just jump on well, him. That's Start a... stomping him. Do something, yeah. you know? She would definitely do that. But that's also one of those tropes. It's it's all got to happen at the uh, the final the final battle. Yeah, I would love, like, I would have loved for it to been, like, when he first shows up at the, um, 
Like, I, I already have the scene and the scenario in my head. When they first get jumped by Ghostface and she pushes him over and, uh, you know, he f falls over and all that, she just gets him, starts stomping him, takes the knife, starts stabbing him, kills him. They do the big reveal. You know, they take the body. They bring. They go down to the station. The dad's even more pissed now. And then uh, the killings keep going. They break him out of the the jail or not the jail the uh they break him out of the little interrogation and everything like that and um that's when the killings start again so now he's even more pissed so he lets them escape because quinn comes in as the ghost face so he's like oh you guys need to go out like run and then he's like all right now the hunt's back on like that would have been cooler because like they, they were talking about uh what, what's the uh, phrase that they love using averting expectations <laughs> Oh, uh, damn it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We'll basically say that, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, that would have been the best. It's like, oh, damn, they already killed him. It's like, haha, there's still two more. And you don't know. <laughs> yeah, but instead we have, you know, push over here, run. At the uh, convenience store, push over, run. Hide, run. <laughs> like, it, I don't know, like, I would have liked a lot more if they would have just gone full ham and she just, like, straight up murdered another one. Especially if they're putting that as such a strong point in the storyline that she just has this, like, murderous intent at all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have a good point. With that knife block, there's no no way, knowing what she felt and all these hallucinations he's had, and when it comes down to it, she would have definitely bashed that guy in way more. Yeah, and then it's like she still had four people with her, too. Like, Chad's pretty big dude. Tara and yeah. Mindy, like, combined, you know, that's probably, like, what? They, they, they're they small, but combined, that's still, like, what, maybe Tara's 250, no 260 pounds? All of yeah. that, holding someone down while somebody bashes your head in with a knife block, you're not getting away. <laughs> nope. You're not going to be able to stab anybody. So One it's like, killer down. <laughs> yeah, so... It, and that like, would have probably caused the roommate trying to fake dead to come up and protect her brother or try to yeah that that was the only thing that got me the fake out death of the roommate that was the only thing that got me everything else i was like ah that makes sense because it's always like it like it's just like saw somehow they're always connected you just don't know how yet <laughs> all right now now to the rating d4 through d20 basically a one through six d4 being horribly bad critical failure D20 being a natural 20, perf almost perfect movie. What would you rate this? I will give it a D8 with a caveat. Okay. I would watch it again if somebody wanted to watch it, but I would not watch it again going out of my way to do so. Okay. So good enough to watch all the way through, and you would watch it again. But for if a reason. it was somebody else's idea, if somebody just really wanted to watch it, I'd be like, okay, let's watch it. But uh, yeah, I would not just go out of my way to watch it again. And you know, I feel the same way. I was going to give this a D8, but I was also going to say I wouldn't watch it again unless I did kind of what I did this last time, going for another review, going through the series, or you just kind of get the itch. You start the first one and you just want to go through all of them. Yeah, <laughs> which happens sometimes. Yeah, it does happen. So it's it's an okay movie. It was all right watching. It was a, a scream movie. Definitely could have gone different ways. 
they got to be careful with that because there's all that talk of uh, the meta business in the last one and then the uh, elevated horror and all that. So it's kind of like a losing battle if they try something new. It might just be even worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they have room to do something different if they keep the charm of the series, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they could turn this into, like, you know, uh, like, hereditary or anything like that. Oh, absolutely not. Like, they can't go that wild with it. But if they wanted to change up the formula, I think they could definitely get away with it. This one, though, just felt like a Scream movie. The potential was there, but it just fell all into the same thing right at the end. Yeah, which I think hurt it even more because I felt the potential and I felt the possible storylines and it, all of them just went away and they're like no this is a screen movie it's like oh okay I guess damn it <laughs> <laughs> alright well we're gonna say goodbye on this one goodbye Scream 6 we probably won't see you for a while and we're gonna see other movies instead so until next time we'll see you later see ya we